and we're live. Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. Uh, we're here to talk about episode four of Double Agents, which aired last night. Uh, I guess I wanted to do a quick... Well, I guess we should talk about what happened yesterday. So a lot... We just want to provide this. We fully acknowledge everything that happened yesterday at the Capitol. And I guess we kind of just want to, for people that need somewhat of a distraction from everything that's going on, this is here for you, right? Um, so we fully acknowledge how serious that is and uh, all of the implications that go along with it. And so this is here for you to kind of put that aside, however brief of a moment. I also wanted to, we do a terrible job of promoting, I guess, our content. And so we have a ton of new listeners lately. And we do this at the end of the podcast, and we should probably do it at the start every once in a while. And so we're do, I, I wanted to do it now. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, for all the people that are watching us on Pat Mayo's uh YouTube channel. You can get us an audio form in pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. You can buy any Challenge Chronicles merchandise that you want to at bigdubdiesel.com, dub with two Ds. And what else did I want to plug? Oh, a lot of people are probably unaware that uh, how this podcast originally started is that we did recaps of old challenge seasons. So if there's an old challenge season that you wanted to hear commentary on, that's we have... How many seasons at this at this point, Trace? Uh, like close to ten. I think we're ten. Uh, well, so uh, the island is the sixteenth season, and we started with season five. Yeah, so, so have, eleven. We don't so we count Battle of the Sexes one though. We just need to forget that existed. Yeah, we might need to add those. Can be pushed aside. Those can definitely so we be have, skipped on the podcast ledger. We have eleven seasons of the challenge. That most of the seasons are. Three podcast podcast episodes Isn't in length. Twelve? Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, we if have we all did, the way through the island. At five. If we started at five and finished at sixteen, then it would be twelve. Yeah, so okay. we have we have twelve seasons of the challenge. Uh, most of the episodes or most of the seasons that we cover, we do three podcast episodes, and we break up the uh, season of the challenge into chunks and so that's there if you want to go back and listen to some old season that you haven't thought about in a while and hear what we think and yeah like rob said we have all the way through the island if you could leave us a rating and review that would be great yeah the contest is officially closed on itunes i'm in the process of gathering our reviews and choosing our winner based on a random draw so next week we will announce the winner of the free shirt okay so housekeeping out of the way, which we rarely do. We do have a listener email. Uh, we'll do that towards the end of the show. But we also do that, I guess I should say, if you ever want to reach out to us and ask us what we're thinking about a specific subject, you can reach us at thechallengechronicles at gmail.com. And we do listener emails here and there. So with all of that being said, what did we think about episode four last night another solid to great episode and so far they're batting four for four on this season 
Yeah, I thought I thought it was very good. I think the episodes this season have been really like dense with content, if you know what I mean, like very very information heavy. Um, and they've been a little bit more slow paced, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just it seems like there's a lot to process with every scene compared to other seasons. I thought it was I thought it was a good episode, except for the challenge, which may have been the worst challenge since shirt off my back. It was it's pretty not, bad. It's absolutely terrible. It wasn't that bad. I thought it was pretty it, bad too. Oh my god, dude! I thought it was awful. Like, so if they told me that they had to come up with this quickly and with a limited amount of resources, just because of everything that was going on with COVID, I'd be like, okay, I'll give you guys a pass. But if they legitimately thought that this was a good idea, I'd be like, you guys are out of your mind. Well, it was really slow paced. It was exceptionally difficult. And only one pair was able to complete it. It's also just again continues the trend that I very much dislike of all these like made for TV missions that are there. So they have like cool shots for the trailer, but just take so long and aren't even like skill-based. Like it's not like we, we come out of this mission and we know, okay, who's a good competitor. We know who has some drone experience. That's about it. Totally. Totally. I I think think this tells us nothing about the competitor. (laughs) Literally nothing. No, No, like this is not a replicable skill set at all. Unless if drones come back for the final, like that's about it. No, we did learn one thing. We learned that Devin is good at memorizing things again because that code wasn't just like, okay, here's a number, plug it in. He had to remember four lines of numbers and then plug them in in order. So once again, we we saw that Devin has a really good memory uh, on short-term stuff, like whether it was the light elimination against Johnny or this. Um, Don't underestimate Devin in a puzzle or code situation. Honestly, if I was the producer in that situation, I would have hardwired the thing he was working with so that anything he would have put in would have been correct. Because if he didn't get it right, then they would have had nobody finish it, and it would have been even more of a disaster. Well, if no one won the thing, what do they do? Do you think they still would have declared them the winner because they, quote-unquote, would have made it the farthest? I mean, they're the only team who got to the next step of the process. I feel like you have to declare them. You just have to declare them the winner, right? What else do you do? Completely scrap the mission and tell everybody to come back tomorrow we'll have something different prepared? Yeah. So they, if they didn't, if, if if they didn't make it to the table, or if they didn't make it to the table and back, or I, I guess just make it to the table. I think if they made it to the table, they still probably would have declared them the winner. But if they didn't even make it to the table, I think they would have scrapped it and just come up with something else. I mean, that's not completely unprecedented. If you go back to Vendettas, they had that cars mission they did over two days because Zach, uh, Zach and Nelson broke it the first time through, and they were the only ones that ended up completing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, re- I really, I mean, I'm really curious what their testing process is for some of these missions. You just see so many that are either impossible to complete or very clearly prone to severe injury. Now, what happened is, is there was a big suggestion box, and Johnny Bananas goes, "Hey, this would be a great <laughs> idea because I'm really good at drone flying." And he's not even on the season. Nope. Let's talk about. <laughs> let, let's just let's just skip to the end. Let's talk about the the meat episode. So, I think the. Over the, the prevailing question that's going on in the challenging universe right now is: Did Fessy make the right move, or what? What do we think of the, I guess, multiple moves that Fessy made last night? And I guess that's it. What, what, what do we think about what Fessy did? I mean, it's a it's a dick move for one, and I also think, in a, from a long term perspective, it could have some pretty bad negative effects. 
I mean, in the short term, you see why, just because he gets his skull and he then also gets the power of getting the partner he would want. But I mean, I, I think he, he, I mean, he, like, has there been, there's, has there been like a Red Wedding-esque backstabbing of as many allies as in that moment with Nelson, Corey, and Josh all furious at him? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that that's a good question, though. It has to be, right? I, I think we'd have to go back and think about it, but I, I think there probably is. So my take on it is that I think Nelson and Corey, or Nelson and Fessy can both feel justified in the way that they feel, right? I think Nelson can feel very upset and betrayed, and I think Fessy can feel justified in the move that he made. Um, so I think... Overall, I think I'm on board with everything that Fessy did um, because this is a lot of money. It's a game. And we don't even know how long he plans to be on the show, right? And even when you consider people that have been on the show for a really long amount of time and are really good competitors, you st- it's still really uncommon to see people win multiple shows. And so if he thinks this is the best shot that he has and he doesn't see himself doing this show long-term a million dollars is pretty good. Um, but with all that said, he's definitely long-term this, this really in long-term meaning past this season uh, does not put him in a good position. Now I, you know, I, I hear both sides of the argument here. Did Fessy do what was best for his game right now? Absolutely he did. He dumped a partner who is not going to help him win that many challenges. No offense, Anissa. Um, He was able to get a gold skull. He was able to take out someone who has good endurance and could be a threat in a final. Um, The problem is, is he made an enemy of literally everyone else in the house. I mean, does that hurt him long term in the game? for future seasons, definitely for this season. I don't know. Um, there's enough people that need skulls. Like, are they just going to keep throwing Fessy in time after time when all of, there are still tons of people that need to go get a skull. And the answer to that is, I don't, I don't know that I want to go one-on-one with Fessy in a physical competition. So for this season, his move probably works for future seasons. I think he's going to have a real problem if there's no skull twist. Yeah. No one is going to want to go against him. In an elimination, Andy has a skull right now. Um, I see. I, only just, thing- I think it's with nobody wanting to go against him. Is if a team that's in the like if Corey's in the power position next week, like, and he knows he's not going against him, he could easily put him in. Like, I, I think that yeah, but- nobody wanting to go in against him may help him for some aspects of the first part of the vote. But he's just feeding lambs to the slaughter at that point. But we, don't, I mean, you don't know what the mission's gonna, the elimination's gonna be. If this was the first elimination they did, he, he could easily lose to a lot of people. Yeah, if it's a puzzle, we don't really know if he's great at puzzles, and you could match up him and CT, and CT could smoke him on a puzzle. You know, like there's lots could, of ways. There's to plenty do of eliminations. So, I don't know, but but that doesn't even make sense. So if Fessy is in, and Corey is up for or in the power position, that pretty much, like what. What elimination does Corey feel confident in going against Fessy? No, I'm not. I'm not saying. No, no, no. That. He's I'm saying, saying that he if can, he like, can play matchmaker. Like, yeah, like if if Darrell's and I don't know, not even Darrell. Darrell's too good. If uh, who's like mid range competitor right now? Um, Nam. Yeah, Nam or Kyle or something are in elimination. 
and then Corey or somebody else who's been burned by Fessy, which is basically half the house or even more, is in the power team, then they could easily put him in an elimination he's not going to be good at. I don't know. So why I don't get why those people would be in elimination right now. I feel like the trend that we're going on is that weaker people are being put in elimination. I think it's just people on the outside of things that are being put into elimination. I wouldn't call mm-hmm. Nelson a weak competitor. Or, no, or that's, not the reason why, that's not the reason why Nelson was in elimination. I think what happened and why Nelson was in, in elimination was because Amber is the weakest female in the house and all of the women were scared that it was going to be a female elimination day. If you go down the votes, that is pretty much the only explanation for why um, a lot of the people voted the way that they did. I, I can't imagine that they were dumb enough to think it would be a female elimination day. They told Michi at the mission he was going to get a new partner. Um, yeah, but he doesn't know how he's going to get a new partner, though. How would he get and a new a, partner if it was a female well, They don't necessarily... Day. So they could have just told him that and not actually happen, too. They, they, they very rarely just outright lie I like that. I don't put much into that, that they told him that. I, I, because I mean, he doesn't know like, how, he doesn't he doesn't know how he's going to get a new partner too. How, how would he get a new partner if they had a female elimination day? Then they would have two guys who don't have partners. They can eliminate two people at once. They can eliminate a pair. They would need to eliminate three. I don't know. I don't. I don't put much stock into that. I, I because think everyone, I don't see how functionally it would work if it was a female. Well, it could be a situation where okay, it is a female elimination day, and a female could choose him as their partner, and then there's another rogue agent running around. I mean, there, there, there would be there's two so many misdirection. I'm with Devin. I don't put a whole lot of stock in that stuff because the thing that I got think that's me crazy. No, dude, everyone be in the two, house. There would be two guys with no partners, and they'd have to double their way back. Everyone in the house. We, thought there was a large possibility that it was a, a woman's elimination day. That's why Tori was like I think so it was, invested I think it was in going a lot in. Of wanted to go I in. Think it was, no, yeah, I don't I think, think it was possible to shoot out her in. way in the vote. I think it, that's ludicrous to think there was any chance it was a female elimination day. I don't she wanted to go in. She wanted to throw them in. Everyone thought I, it was a possibility. It took Devin talking her down for her not to go in, and I think he would have been really. I think it was I think it was so she could have her way, so he would feel like she she he would feel like he needs to acquiesce to what she wants. No, I think that's bullshit. I think that's. I think it's insane to think there was any chance there was a female elimination day. How would it functionally work? You'd have two guys who didn't have partners at that point. They would figure it out, or they could just eliminate. They could just eliminate a whole pair. I don't know. I I really I really don't know. I, they, I don't they think they need to eliminate a whole pair and eliminate another guy on top of that. Sure, why not? Because that's crazy. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that I'm sure that there are other instances where they've told competitors something like that and it actually hasn't followed through. They, they like very they rarely them. outright lie like that. They wouldn't have showed it on air then. I mean, yeah, they, well, they would have told him that they told him he was going to get a new partner at the elimination. I think, I think that's absurd that they that that's even a possibility that it would be a female elimination day. I think it was Nelson was on the outside. What didn't was, not connected at that point. You told, saw him complaining. It wasn't necessarily just that Amber was small. It was that she didn't have any connections. Yeah, totally. But that doesn't necessarily apply to him. Well, it does apply to him when they're tied together and he gets thrown in partially because of it. I think what happened was Josh was trying to rally together some votes to get, or not maybe not even Josh, just people in general were trying to put, put get votes together to put Jay and Teresa in. And then the uh, Casey saw what was happening and got her cronies to vote for Nelson because she didn't want to lose an ally. 
No, I don't think so. I think the one area of this whole situation that is pretty clear and dry to me is Fessy made a really dumb decision picking Casey as his partner coming out of that, this. That's he definitely dumb. That's yeah. definitely dumb. That was a bad idea because now that's another team not voting with you that is making an enemy out of your current partner, Anissa, who Again, And is, Leroy did not seem happy with it at all. Either. Leroy looked really pissed. And I have and a the feeling thing is, that... like, if he and Casey want to be partners, when Casey wins an elimination, she can pick Fessy. Like, you've got time to put yourself in that position for the final. Obviously, maybe she helped you win a mission or two, but I think the equity you lose from a political basis is not worth that at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, and so, I mean, to... I think of all the mistakes he made, that was the big one. And he could have used it as an opportunity to build a relationship with someone else that he wasn't as close with, too. I think there were just too many other people that he could have picked. Who, who would you have taken if you were him? Probably Cam. I think, he, yeah, I think it's just Cam. Just Cam, it, Cam he... it should Cam just be like just getting a new partner every guy's week, basically? Because he doesn't have a good relationship with Kyle to begin with, right? So it's not like... No. It's not like by, you're burning Kyle by stealing his partner. Yeah. Like burning Kyle with his partner. Who cares? The only other uh, one. Yeah, you are Corey and Fessy already for... like the most disliked challenge couple of all time? Are they a couple though? I mean, they're being treated as such. They're on vacation together, apparently. What do you think if people dislike Tori so much? Uh, she's gotten some a blowback in the community after with with the how the past season or so is shaken out with her and Jordan breaking up and then, I mean this situation with Fessy it just it seemed very it was definitely very slimy on both their parts. I don't know I I kind of disagree. Fess, Fessy asked to go in and even in that thread that uh, Trace sent out last night about the Instagram live that Nelson had Nelson said that he doesn't have any like ill will towards Tori and that they're still tight. I mean, he said they were, the relationship had been somewhat frayed because of it. They're not necessarily that he had ill will, but that, I mean, they had a closer bond before than they do now. I don't know. Yeah. I, the thing that blew my mind coming out of the episode is how it all blew on Fessy when it was Tori that kind of put him in, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's like, Oh, what deal does pet Fessy have with Tori now? And everybody's mad at Fessy. I'm like, Tori didn't have to put Fessy in. Tori could have picked anyone and she but even chose I didn't ask me to be put in that circumstance I think it would have garnered an, a lot of blowback um I think she she will receive a little bit of consternation for that like I don't I don't think she's going to be regarded as blameless I'm curious how like is this I mean Josh seemed very upset do you think this just fries the big brother alliance now too if you look at those notes from the Nelson live Josh on camera was all blustering about how he wanted to go in and stuff, but apparently behind the scenes before they went to the elimination, he was telling people like, nah, don't pick me. So I think that's all for the camera. I, I The one thing I almost texted you guys last night is somebody needs to call the wambulance for Josh. Cause he, he is, Dude. I cannot stand him now. Like I used to be like, okay, he's a fun character, blah, blah. After last night, I'm just completely out on him. I don't know how anybody likes him. I don't know how he won Big Brother because there's no way that – Him winning Big Brother, like that, for me, I, I, I kind of want to go back and rewatch that season just to see how, how that could have possibly occurred. I don't I don't dislike him, to be honest. Like I, For whatever reason, he doesn't bother me as much as he bothers other people. But he is like a bull in a china shop, dude. He fabricated that disagreement with Jay completely out of thin air. Jay, Jay wasn't even like to work with 
And you've got your best friend Casey telling you, hey, he's on our side. I think don't he ended up voting up. for Jay. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, he's just, man. Like, I, I'm not so, like, I don't, I'm always going to appreciate a bold personality on the show. And, like, I don't, I'm not really somebody who just explicitly dislikes a lot of competitors. I, I just, I'm happy the show now has now moved into a position where it seems like it's calling him out for being completely hypocritical constantly. Yeah. Whereas on seasons like War of the Worlds 2, they would just, like, let it slide. Like, at least this time, like, he he's clearly lying to CT about their <laughs> argument, and it, re, like, replays the situation where he clearly lied and is not just, like, letting it go by. Yeah. I think it just shows, like, you cannot trust Josh at all. Like, you really, really, really should not trust Josh right. or, at or all. these. Or or Fessy, evidently. I, do we give, like, how, so what do we think happens here? Like, Real quick, this this vote was pretty close, wasn't it? So there were 12 people yeah, that voted for... Uh, well, we don't know how many voted for Jay, because there's a few people Nelson who voted for Yeah, 12 people voted for Nelson and Amber, and then there were 25 overall votes, a couple burn votes, you know what I mean? So those burn votes, they meant something. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's looking now like it was. Well, it's only the thing is looking now like it was only uh five votes for Teresa and Jay. Who are the other ones for? Uh, I was just like random, like Anissa, Fessy, Cam, Kyle, Burn votes. Yeah. Oh, on the Wikipedia they actually have. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. They have they have all the votes, which is very helpful. How did they get them? I mean, they, well, they have a votes declassified that gets released after the episode where it has everybody and who they voted for. So they probably just get it from that. Is that like on like MTV.com? Because I haven't heard yeah, of this. A lot of people just burned votes. Like Cam voted for Big T and CT. Yeah. Leo voted for Nani and Josh. I guess they were kind of on the how does How are Leo? I, I, yeah, I was going to How is Leo like, not even brought up? Michi. Just flying under the radar on this because well, he sounds like you were allowed to vote for him because he didn't have a partner. He's a rogue agent, so you couldn't vote for him. Well, Leo, then how do you, how does he knock it? Wouldn't everyone much rather go in against uh, Leo and Gabby potentially than Jay and Teresa or Nelson and Amber? Doesn't that seem like well, I don't it's think a that's the only. That's why I'm saying I don't think that's the only factor. I think they've done a pretty good job. It seems like they've done a relatively decent job integrating themselves, mm-hmm. Leo and Gabby. I know, we that's what I mean, but... Enough, we just haven't seen enough screen time with them to really know what they're doing yet. They do a terrible yeah. job of editing the show. Like, we really have, like, no idea who's aligned with who, pretty much. They do an awful no, we, job. We, like, we, I, we, I feel like every time the votes come out each week, it's, like, a complete surprise for some people the way that they voted. I mean, there's a lot of things you just have to assume they're burn votes, but there's just a lot of questions, like... Like, the big one for me is, like, so Wes was voted out. I'm still not really sure why he and natalie were such a target and then if that's like if that's how people were approaching things now like why aren't Darrell and ct like the two biggest targets right now i well i think cam wanted west gone she really was pissed at him for whatever reason and wanted him out because i think they wanted the political scheming west does out of the house so that she I can could be see where cam like sort of sees west as her like if she gets rid of west then she's gonna be able to be the primary political operative where that's a little bit harder while he's around mm-hmm. even if they are aligned together but like it's just odd that the beginning of the game was like oh let's get rid of these big targets then now it seems to have switched more okay let's vote in the people who aren't as 
tight with other people, but then these rookies aren't on the table at all. And like, I think a lot of isn't even like brought up when I think he's very, very clearly the biggest threat out of anybody in the house. Darrell is very clearly aligned with the Big Brother Alliance silently. Like well, you he has can, Amber B on it as his partner, who is from Big Brother. So like they are, he is sitting very pretty right now. And then I think the reason you're seeing the heat off of CT is a, I think people kind of like CT, but two, the rules of the game changed from what they originally knew. You know, they originally thought like, hey, we're going to throw West and CT against each other, and this is going to be great. And then they found out that's not how the rules work, and so they had to start rethinking how in the heck they were going to do this voting and get rid of people. I think I, I honestly think having Big T and Amber be as their partners helps a lot just because, like, with West having Natalie, I think that kind of hurt him just because Natalie's such a, a clear stud, whereas Big T and Amber B can help you stay under the radar a little bit. Um, I think some of it may have been that at the beginning of the game, those are just the people that they wanted to get out. And I don't even know if it was necessarily that for them being winners was just kind of a narrative that they could attach with it. Because in Nelson's Instagram live last night too, I think he said that West, someone asked him about why Wes was targeted instead of Darrell or, or what I think he said that Wes had asked him why he was being targeted instead of Darrell, who was also a winner and a much bigger physical threat and could beat them in a final. And Nelson told him that Darrell just had better relationships with everyone else. Yeah. I mean, that seems to have been what happened. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. We haven't gotten a lot of Darrell. None. Time wise. Yeah, he really yeah, one this, is the first, this is li- literally the first we've gotten up Teresa J or Amber M. How weird was that Amber M. Devin argument, by the way? The like dubbed in sound for the initial part of it. Yeah, like apparently that the argument was over Amber M. voting or not voting for Corey the previous vote, but we didn't get any of that. It just seemed like Devin started barking at her randomly after Big T's backstory gave her backstory. Like the that fight and the Jay Josh are both very oddly edited. Like I had very little. It, do we think the Jay Josh one was just Josh being a moron? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think he was just drunk and doesn't like Jay for whatever reason, and decided to let him know that he didn't like him when he was wasted. Were Amber M and Devin on the same season of Are You the One? No, Amber M was a few seasons after uh, Devin. Yeah, but um, and that was re- that was just really weird. What did you guys do? Do you guys disagree with that? Like, I just think with what they do that a lot. Where they'll show the fight, but they don't really show why the fight started, and you're just kind of left wondering why. Or they'll clearly dub in a reason why the fight started that's just not accurate. Yeah, I really wish they would just give us a a little bit more context and not try and hide the true um, reason why something's going on. So, so what what do we think the solution to that overall problem is? Because we've kind of hit it, we've said it a few times that it's just a lot of these things happen and we don't really get quite why. But the show is already ninety minutes. Do you think the solution is just missions that don't take up so much freaking screen time? Missions that like it just cut out the bullshit. Like that mission, like we didn't need to how, see how often, how many times do we see the people walking down the steps of the cave? Seriously, you can you can trim the fat from some of this. If we went scene by scene from last night, I'm sure there was a lot that we could cut out i, th- I think uh, we, like i said the, the show has been very dense with this stuff happening but e- even still it's just 
difficult when we don't know why a lot of things are going on. It would have been nice for... I think that- Real quick, it would have been nice for us to see the conversation that happened between Fessy and Tori, too. And the answer could be that they just didn't catch it on camera, but that would have been... Uh, uh, in the walk-up to the elimination, you do see Fessy say he wanted this one, and then Tori said it's Nelson, and he says he still wants it. Really? That yeah, was yeah they that? did. Yeah, that was Tori. The there, were sub- there were subtitles for that. Yeah, they're literally walking up, and Fessy and Tori were walking next to each other, and Fessy was like, I want it, and Tori goes, hey, it's Nelson, and he goes, I still want it. And she was like, okay. Yeah, because at this point, everyone in the house pretty much knows who's voted in by the house for the elimination, but they don't formally show everyone. So there is somewhat uh, some uncertainty, right? Because the the double agents could play it off by telling everyone in the house that the person that got voted in is actually different from who it really is. And so there is I mean, a little people bit of would realize that pretty soon, but yeah, they, they, I mean, they could, they don't have to tell everybody. And I, the way that they show it, maybe it's a little bit different. The way they show it is pretty much at right after the double agents go into that chamber to see the votes, then um, the lights go off and they're headed toward this elimination. Yeah. I think I'm the curious. one thing that I'm just thinking about the editing here for a second And I think a lot of the reason we don't get a lot of context on stuff is they want to show conflict, but they don't want to trim other pieces of the show to, you know, give you the full story. Because I feel like they needed to show us everything that happened with Josh and Fessy just because of Josh's bluster. And something's coming, I think, with Josh again here soon. Something's always coming with Josh. I know that. It's fair. But my point behind saying that is, is like, they spend a lot of time showing him and the J thing, which was really pointless. Like if they had cut that out of the show, it meant nothing. Like it really didn't add to what happened throughout the plot of the episode. And then they keep showing Josh as the reaction shot to what Fessy did, which to me foreshadows that there's going to be a huge Josh meltdown in an episode or two that's going to play into some other strategy. So I'm really looking at kind of the bigger picture of how they edit the show. And the way they edit the show is they grab some storylines and then they try to shoehorn and edit around the storylines. It's never like Survivor where they try to form a story on the winner with the challenge. They just take what they think are the strongest storylines of the season and agree. find a way to weave editing around it. I, I, I 100% agree with that. I was actually thinking about that this week, too. Do you think they're setting up Fessy for like a downfall here? No. I think he's going to be pretty good. It seems like from the uh, preview for next episode that the blowback at least from what they show us, comes from Corey primarily. They showed Josh screaming at him, too. Really? Yeah, yes, they did. They you know, did. I fell asleep for that one, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's been a lot of Fessy so far this season, hasn't it? Which is weird, because he was literally wallpaper last year, and this year he's doing stuff. I, I wonder... feel kind of bad for him just because people complained all oh, last season he's such wallpaper and this and he comes out swigging and people still don't like him and then he has to thing with Joseph where people are mad at him for not going in against Joseph and then now people are mad at him for going in against Nelson. So it does feel like he is kind of in this can't figure out a way to win scenario. Think about how much better off he would have been if he just would have gone in against Joseph. <laughs> and then Kyle, his enemy wouldn't have a call. Yeah, but what would you have done partner-wise then? You said you just take Cam just for the political... Or you just stay with Anissa. 
I would stay with Anissa at this point. Just I would because just stay with Anissa. I just don't think you need, you have you're a skull. Gonna fight, you don't need to rock the boat. No, exactly. You stay under the radar as much as you can after making a move like that. And by getting rid of Anissa, now Anissa's with Leroy. <laughs> and that's bad news for him because now you've created a team of two people that don't have skulls. And you've pissed off everybody. So what you have literally done is anything you could do wrong socially in that house, he did in like five minutes. The mismatch of people that of partners that have a skull and don't have a skull is an interesting dynamic from what we saw tonight. Well, there's, and, there's three guys right now that have a skull, only one girl. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, we're, do we think all 10 people that have skulls will make... There's no way that all 10 people that have skulls will make the final, right? They definitely no. will trim some fat, don't you think? I think they could do all 10. They had nine people in the final last season. Well, I, no, I think all 10 people... I think there will be 10 total skulls in the final... I just think we're going to get more episodes of people where all the skulls are gone and we've got having, we're going to have people have to go in and steal them because last year we didn't get that because they threw Jay in and then it just became, Hey, you've got a skull. I don't have a skull. You can have it. You know, I don't think we're going to get that this year. Well, I think that functionally, since they said there's only 10 skulls, I, I, I'm a, I am very curious how that's going to be. I, I really think stealing the skulls is probably the most likely scenario. Yeah. There were nine people. Last season that made the final. So yeah, it'll probably be all ten people that and have a skull. How is SC two flirting with Gabby in the club and then he seems to have trying to have something going on with Tori? Like how how what do we think is going on with that whole situation? What do you mean? Well, he said he was hitting on Gabby in the club, but then they're also playing up this storyline between him and Tori. Well, what's also hilarious is he had a girlfriend back home during the yeah, entire season. He was dating Haley from Big Brother apparently while the season was filming. I don't know. I don't put much into it because it's not like he can do anything with Tori because at this point in time, she's engaged. He's just getting out there. It seemed like there was something going on between the two of them. You don't think there was anything going on? Well, you know, they've manufactured romances many times in the past on the show. I don't know that there's anything going on yet. Um, But people that are saying, oh, I can see it. I'm like, "Eh, you really can't. There was an entire season of the challenge that was pre battle of the seasons where Dan Setzler and Holly were shown to be like a romantic interest. And they were like, actually she was trying to hook up with this other dude, the whole trip. And we were just friends. (laughs) So editing can do a lot here. I'm curious what her explanation would be then for why she put him in. Cause it didn't even seem like Anissa who she's the title with and anybody in the house really wanted to go in. I mean, if Fessy is going to be working for her to potentially help her with a skull i don't really think it's that bad of a move because he's now that he's partners with casey i think there's a pretty good chance that they will win another mission at some point i think that I, in that scenario then casey just takes a skull like that would be well, that would require casey not having one no that's true that's a good point there was a narrative gap that occurred that i'm still trying to wrap my head around because it seemed like they tried to show it as tory was in better politically but when I'm running through the list of people, she kind of seems like she's at, like, if she's in some of these deals, she's like the bottom person on those deals. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm Tory, it might have behooved her to help Fessy politically just because she needs some capital. And if she's helped someone get a skull, then they now owe her. But I think the difference is, is that Fessy has shown that he's not going <laughs> to necessarily pay that. He's not sticking his neck out for anybody, it appears. No. 
<laughs> but I do think that's a piece of this we're missing is they keep trying to say like, oh, Tori's good. She's working with these people. I'm like, I haven't seen that yet. And I, if I, it is Anissa, I'm confident she has a strong alliance with, and it seems like she's on decent terms with Nani still and with Cam. Um, and like, I mean, there's not, there's not enough people in the house where even just having those relationships is, it does do a little bit of good. Well, and you know, I the the Durrell edit from a few episodes back came back to play. He kept saying, "You can't trust these Big Brother people." Well, in this episode, we saw you definitely can't trust Fessy. <laughs> They're definitely um, we're running out of be- beatable people for the men and the women that could potentially be thrown in the, into elimination. There's pretty much only two layups on each side. Well, oh, I guess there's you, a you have? there's I guess I there's think- a couple more for the women. So it's Big T, uh, Amber, and Gabby. So three for the women. Well, do we then... know Amber B is good? Like, I think we're assuming she's competent. But, like, I would, if you see Amber B in Elimination and you're Cam or Tori, are you unwilling to take that bet? Mm, probably I not. Think she, I think she's on a different level than the three that I just named. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think her and Gabby are pretty comparable. Nah, dude. No. She's way bigger than her. Is she that Gabby's like a Gabby? small girl. Yeah. Yeah. Because what Amber, about the guys? Gabby is. When I looked this up before the season, Gabby's like five two. What's Amber B's last name? Amber Barzotra. Well, I'm not going to be able to spell that one in Google without looking. So. Barzotra. Yeah. Barzotra. Height. Five nine. Wow, she's that tall. All right, maybe she's yeah. So she has seven time. inches on. I didn't her. know she was that tall. Five foot nine, like five foot nine is like taller than average. Actually, no, this is someone else. Yeah, it's five foot nine is tall, man. She's she's Drell's got a few inches on her. Guess how tall Tori is. There's no listed height on her, oh. but just from five, watching five the show, eight? it seems like five nine, which is taller than I thought she. Would be yeah that, that makes sense she's pretty tall for the woman um who would you say is the layup for the guys just Michi and Leo I don't even know if Leo yeah. is like I wouldn't consider Leo a layup yeah I don't he think he's as much of a layup as we would typically get I think Michi's the one that everybody probably has circled your buddy Michi yeah it's gone Michi is definitely the person you circle everybody else is not necessarily a layup it might be an easier out than some of the others but I still sure. think that. This is a this is a tough out for who's left now. I think. Like, though, do we think th- like Leo versus uh, Devin or Jay? Like, what would I don't think his odds are ready would put guess, like a massive underdog. I, I would put Jay in that category too. Um, I still don't think He's Jay just is that small. Um, who was the first person that you named? Devin? I don't know. I think Devin's not bad. Devin's not bad in eliminations. To be honest, he kind of has. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, well, he's beaten Johnny West. He beat Zach and Amanda in that one weird one on a final reckoning. He's a little bit bigger, which helps him out. And he's not dumb, which also helps him out. <laughs> um, and also, we've had a lot of physical eliminations already. You'd think that maybe that for the, they're going to start moving into more like agility or strategic eliminations. Like they don't usually typically just do all bangers. They're going to do the uh, the duct tape challenge next. Oh, God. I, that that might actually be the worst elimination ever. Just the optics of that were horrific. 
I don't know. I really think they should come up with a way to do a pop culture bike jump elimination. They can both sit there on mountain bikes and every time they get a question right, they can jump the ramp. The first person to jump three ramps is the winner. I mean, I think that's in play. Certainly hope not. <laughs> but there, have to, it's, there hasn't been a lot of like levity with these episodes, though. It's been very like, you know, serious and dense with stuff. I think that's the mood of the house, though. Like, I feel like they were having fun in the club, but there's so much drama that's happening. In they're this just game. like dancing, you know what I mean? There's no, there's very little uh, uh, comedy to go around. I think it's just an editing thing, though, because they would even talk about in some of these last couple seasons that there were some fun moments. They just don't show that much anymore. It's all about the game now and the drama surrounding the game. That's the way they edit the show now. Yeah, it, it is just funny how much. It- it seems like like these episodes are long, but there's still so much that where we feel like we're missing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like what's the solution to that? You think again, just just cut time from the mission. I don't think you can though. Like, I I think at this I point they decided put together missions that are shorter at the very least. Well, what I'm saying is, is from an editing standpoint, I think they've decided this is the way they want to edit the show, and this is the way they want to show the show out. And I think they want to focus on the game and the gameplay and the politics. And that's about it. Because when you look at the ratings, what they're doing is working. So I think they're looking at it as we don't need to show a whole lot of levity unless it's just a really, really funny situation. Like to me, um, the Josh fight from last episode was one of the funniest things they've shown in a while because he just like goes and lies to CT and then tries to back his way out of it. And it was just funny to me. And so I think that they're the way they're editing it just, you're not going to get the pranks like you would where Evan and people tie somebody to a chair and shave their head. I think those days they're just not going to show that stuff anymore. What else happened? I don't know. I don't know how much we need to see from like when they're in the bubble at the bar. I feel like not much comes out of that. No, I mean, it's just like them dancing and then, some tertiary conversations that probably would be better if we just saw like the longer version of it outside the bar. I wonder how much in runtime the mission from last night actually took. Fifteen minutes. I would have said it. it, 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 like it was I, I really dislike missions that typically missions that they do in turns. Like yeah, if it it's was just one or two, over one over. or two pairs going at a time. It just it becomes so redundant, and it's most of the missions aren't really that skill heavy. And it's just like it's not entertaining to watch, and it's just soaking up airtime we could be using for something else. I think that's that's really what they have to work around. Did they really even? So this is the thing. Did they really even need to show the confrontation between Devin and Nelson and Amber? Because that that was like almost a misrepresentation. It was a misrepresentation of why Nelson and Amber actually got into elimination when they could have just given us the full story of what actually happened. And the conversations that we didn't see, potentially, like you said, Casey could have been the one that wanted to throw them in and give us a better idea of what's going on in the house. I would prefer to see that if we need to cut. I would much rather cut the Josh J fight than that one. I think that one at least. Because Devin and Nelson we had always been perceived as friends on the show. Like they, had, they came from the same – they actually did come from the same season of Are You the One? So they had always been – and in previous seasons, they had been pretty close. So I think – um them having any sort of falling out is a lot more important than anything that happened with Josh and Jay. Because did we ever see anything that we can pinpoint and say, 
Devin caused Nelson to go into elimination. You know what I mean? I don't think we can point to one conversation or multiple conversations that ultimately led to that. I think he said that he was going to like work hard and try to get him thrown in, but we never saw any of that occur. No, but like I, I again, I just think the two, the, there being a burning between the two of them is somewhat important to see. Like I, I wasn't, I, I didn't want that cut at all. I don't know. I think Devin could have been, I mean, we've seen before where the, the double agents do have pretty, seem to have pretty significant power in getting what they want, even for the house vote. So I, I, I don't just, think it's out of the question at all that Devin had a decent hand in getting him put in. I would just rather see like a more accurate representation of what happens. The other, so going back to, we didn't even, they didn't even talk about Nelson hurting his hand too, which he showed, said, talked about um, in his Instagram live. And that's also apparently why he was showing Corey his hand in that scene. Well, yeah, they didn't, he said that he didn't tell anyone though. Right. Except for Corey? No, he told Corey. That's what he was telling Corey in that scene. In which scene? The scene where he Corey's holding Nelson's hand like he's proposing to him. At the at the end of this episode or when? In this in this episode, when Corey and Nelson are talking, Corey grabs Nelson's hand while he's showing and Nelson said that he was showing him the hand to show where he got hurt. What do you want what do you want them to to show? Nelson telling Corey, look, this is how I hurt my hand in the last mission. Oh, I don't know. I think um, that's somewhat relevant. He ends up going into elimination. I'd like to know his full, his full health, his, his health status. But he said Nelson said that he made sure not made for uh, made a point to have none of the production know that his hand actually got hurt. Oh, really? I might I might have missed that. Then. I, I thought I yeah. thought he said that's why he was doing that scene was showing was telling Corey about it. No, he said that he like went out of his way. To not let production know because, because he didn't he, want to medical. want to get DQ'd. DQ'd. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And he got dude. Has has how how rough of an episode was this for him? Honestly, pretty bad. Like this is pretty bad. He, he injures his hand. Has gets put into elimination. Um, has one of his friends completely burn him, and then going into elimination against one of the guys, few guys in the house. I would say he's a pretty sizable underdog too in that elimination. That's what I wanted to bring up. On that second round, he got absolutely murdered, just on in a head-on collision. He first got, one, he got uh, rock, dude. Yeah, first one he did a very and good job. It's that he's also like taking off his visor and like throwing dirt in his eyes. Like, dude, what man? You got to get the job done. Um, second one, I, yeah, I, I think Nelson did as good as good as he could do. Um, and he he even said in his Instagram live that he doesn't like Hall Brawl because it really just comes down to who the who's bigger. And there isn't much... There How really is broken than him? Uh, I don't know. I have... He should. I mean, he, he really should have beat Rogan last year in at least one of the rounds. I mean, he had to push on Rogan both times. Nelson is 5'8". We know that. What's Rogan's last name? O'Connor. O'Connor... You might have some like rugby stats or something. Yeah, I would say even if he's not much taller, he's definitely bulkier and more into contact sports than Nelson is. He says he's six feet tall. I believe it. It says he's only one eighty though. That's actually pretty light. Fessy's not one eighty. 
There's no way no. Fessy's that big, tall and wide. No, he's talking about Rogan. He's talking about Rogan. Rogan. Oh, not, Rogan. not Fessy, God, no. Uh, I was saying now maybe he's, a, he's, a, he's in 220 range. That was a pretty I looked at I looked at Fessy, and Fessy's 6'4", 243. And That's a big dude. And he played t- so, and was almost an NFL tight end. Nelson's 5'8", so Fessy literally has half of a foot on him. That's over half a foot. He's got eight inches on the dude. Well, if Nelson's uh, five eight, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, he has eight inches on him. Jeez. yeah, he didn't stand a chance. There's no, just no way he was going to win that. I mean, he was really close the first round. Yeah, but then that like, so let's say he wins the first one, right? He gets absolutely murdered the second one, and then the third one. You think after the going two rounds of that, he's going to be able to win the third one? No, I'm just. I mean, if they just done it where it was just win one and that's it. Like, I mean, he was close. He was at least close in one. I do think though that the way he reacted and responded and the guts he played in that. I mean, we all know Nelson's probably a favorite of production. He's guaranteed another spot next time. If oh, he he'll be. To. He'll definitely be back. Man, losing Wes and Nelson in back to back episodes just kills my entertainment value for the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm with, I mean, I'm actually, you know, after last season, what Nelson did for Corey, and then after the way this unfolded for him with Fessy, I mean, I think they're setting up a good underdog story for Nelson that's way more likable than Corey's stories have ever been in that range. Like, I, I really. Corey think, came off fine last season. I think. Um, I I'm just saying that, like. To me, you've got such a built-in now on-camera story to build an underdog story win for Nelson for a future season if he's able to get to the end and run a final again because he hasn't run a final since Invasion, right? Yeah, that was and that was just his second season. And I mean, he got yeah. really close to winning that one. Like if there's just they, if they just don't have that final swimming, like he probably wins. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where it's like Nelson has the ability to win a final. He definitely can win a final. Um, he's in good shape. He performs relatively well. Like they have a lot of built-in stuff that they can build around him if that ever does happen. All right, let's do winter picks, and we can start winding everything down. Yep, I got to go well, back to the work. Get back to the grind. Um, so I mean, I'll just keep it the same. Cam, Natalie. I really just don't know what to do with that third spot. I kind of want to leave it blank. Because there's nobody else I really want. Yeah, there's just nobody else I really feel strongly about at all. You can just leave Teresa in for consistency's purposes. Um, then the men's side, I think I would put CT above Leroy. So it would be Darrell, CT, Leroy. I'm feeling more and more confident in Darrell as the weeks go on, though. Just the fact that, again, we only see a portion of what's happening. But the fact that, like, I don't even think he's getting votes at any point. And there's everybody just seems perfectly content with letting him walk for a decent period here. The, I I he's, think he he's in a and like if I, for if he if he ran a final with anybody else that was left on the cast right now, I would have him as nods on favorite pretty clearly. Darrell, I'm with you. Yeah, Darrell's game looks like classic Darrell, where he's able to float and not have to make waves and kind of skate into the final. He is going to have to win an elimination, so that's going to happen at some point. But quite frankly, this looks like the Darrell game of old and not what we have seen, you know, with unfortunately what happened to him on Dirty 30 and, 
you know, with Invasion, the format of that game was wonky where it was just going to be like he was going to have to go in anyway. Um, but this really is looking like a more classic Darrell gameplay season than we have seen from him because Fresh Meat 2 was the only time he wasn't able to float. He got ganged up on the moment he walked in the house. Yeah, I agree. The only issue is that a lot of these bigger guys could potentially have to start to go against each other if they want to if they want to get a key. How many keys do we have given out right now? Four. Is that what well, we've up? already had three. We already have three men that have skulls. Yeah, so it's three could, men and one female. Potentially, there could only be two more um, men that get keys. But then, I think we're all under the assumption that you'll be able to steal. Something's going to happen, yeah. It's either steal or you're going to have to throw in somebody with a skull to take it from them. That would honestly probably be preferable for the men, right? Because you would much rather throw in Devin, Kyle, or... Who else am I thinking Not Fessy. Not Fessy. Devin or Kyle, are they the only men that have a key right now? It's It's Devin, Devin, Kyle, Kyle, and Fessy, yep. Really on episode. Oh yeah, Devin or Kyle. You would much rather... throw them in and potentially get a, uh, a skull from them instead of CT yeah, I mean, having to go up against Corey. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Think- so I, I guess that's the option, right? So you could get a skull from getting it from one of those two. And then there's going to be a, two more. So you can either get a skull from them potentially, or for the remaining two, you can get it from, Jay, Leo, Mechi. or Michi. So I guess there still are some easy ways that you're going to be able to get a skull. I really, think there's it just depends on who you cycles. are and what the setup is. Yeah, for me, I feel like if you are Leroy or your CT, you really want to be the person that tries to go in and get a skull in the next two guys' cycles. I really do. I think that after all the skulls are gone for the men and you either have to go steal one or you have to go in and take it from them, I think it's going to get way harder to get a skull yeah, after that. I agree. Uh, I would much rather I would much rather go in now against Leo J or Michi than go into some unknown, right? Because we have an idea of what might happen, but we don't know definitively. Um, Devin, for my overall winner picks, I would uh, put Darrell above Natalie, so it would be Cam Darrell and Natalie. Dude, you want to make any uh, fessy? Versus whoever you want bets right now. So you still don't have you Fessy. Have Fessy and I have somebody else. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I don't feel awful about his position right now. I would have Darrell ahead of him pretty clearly. He'd be probably only be the only one. You want to do Fessy Leroy? I could see Fessy Leroy, but like, I think that that's kind of in the same ballpark of where I would think. All right. Trace, you're up. Um, I think I'm going to keep what I had last week as well. Um, I don't really remember it, but nothing really stood out this week that would change my mind on anything I've you said still, in the You past. still have Nani in the second for the woman? Yeah. So you have Darrell Nam CT for the men. You have Natalie, Nani, Casey for the women. And then overall you have Darrell Nam the three men. CT. Yep. And then I, I, I hold to that. I honestly almost want to put Fessy number one right now. So uh, last week for the men, I had Nam, Darrell, Fessy. I almost want to go Fessy, Nam, Darrell right now 
Wow, now, now I'm being toppled from his uh, pole position. He's just in such a good spot right now. But, but like outside of everyone want, wanting to come after him, but I just can't see them pretty much wasting a cycle by trying to knock him out. When well, there's I so think many, what, what, when there's what so would happen with him is similar to what happened to D last season when she got put in by Rogan, Johnny, and Jenny, right? And Josh. When there was a situation where nobody really wanted to go into the elimination against the person who was in, and then they put in Bessie. That would that would be sort of what I would think would have to happen. But how is the the person who is in elimination? You can't really have a tie with them if you're going to throw Fessy in against. I don't. Them. I, don't I don't think so. It's, well, it depends what it is. If it's anything, what? So what men? Like how many men on this cast would you? In an on average elimination, right? Take them over Fessy. Probably nobody. But what I'm saying is, like, there's some. There's a lot of things where Fessy's going to be the pretty clear number one competitor at. But there's other things where he's not, and you can see. And like, you can see, like, if you see a setup to like what Corey and uh, Swaggy see played last season. Fessy's probably actually a pretty big underdog in this because he's so big it'd be harder for him to move around on that. So if you see something like that or something like the cars, like with the any sort of like ropes-based elimination, any of those things I think he's vulnerable in. And then no matter who's in the elimination, like you don't feel like you're burning them by putting Fessy in. I don't think he would be a huge underdog against those people though. If, I, I, I see when you're that big, you don't think it's harder to do like the the thing where you're moving through the cars? I think it's more difficult, but I think he's extremely athletic. I think his, like, I mean, real I big... Him... I think his big Achilles heel is endurance. Yeah, but those guys are very endurance-heavy, too. Like, you've seen plenty of even really good competitors, like Lord will get wiped out when they're doing that type of elimination. I'm going to go with him... Number one. So I'm going to go Fessy, Nam, Terrell. For the women, why did I have Natalie ahead of Casey last week? That didn't make any sense. You've, all, you've had Natalie ahead of Casey the whole time, I thought. No, the week before, I had Casey number two every week except this. I had Lolo and Casey. Casey. Uh, I mean, Natalie has a skull, Casey doesn't. I'm still going to put Casey number two. Maybe that was my thought process, but I'm going to put Casey number two. And then Natalie. And then I'm going to go... I'm going to go Fessy. Mm. I'm going to go Fessy... Lolo, Nom for my overall. That's truthfully one of the shocking things so far is that Lolo has not gotten involved in like any of the drama yet. I'm really surprised. She just so seems like there's just Devin. Like if you trust me, if you watched a television program she was on, like she's just it's just not going to happen. What do you mean? 
she just has no level of mental stability whatsoever. Now, at some point, she's going to become like a psycho on the show at some point. Like I cannot like in this environment where they're quarantined with all these lunatics and they're doing up to whatever. And like we haven't really seen her have to get involved politically at all. Like I, I think once those things start to happen, I, I just can't I can't see it with her. I I can I well I shouldn't say that because I can see why you would have her winning just because she's such an overwhelming athlete compared to everybody else on the show. Where somebody like Nam, I just don't even think for sure how much better of an athlete he is than everybody else. But from a I, I just can't like if you watch her like on Chance versus Pros or Big Brother and those are shows where she didn't even like like she won I mean, the she athletic part brother. of the show, but she just lost and everything else. Oh, well, I, I, I know she was a maniac on that too. I don't. I don't remember exactly where she finished. I'll look it up. So you don't think what? she from those experiences? No. Mm-mm. Not if you saw the show. Because <laughs> she didn't think she did anything wrong in any circumstance. She didn't. She didn't come off like somebody who like knew they needed to improve. She came off like somebody who thought she would. Oh, this is just everybody else being terrible to me. I don't know. Well, I'm feeling pretty good about him now because. They're in no way, shape, or form in any danger to this point. Not right now, no. But wait, like, did we think Nelson was in any danger to this point before this episode? I'll be truthful. I did not. I thought Nelson was in a really good spot. Like, who do we think is in danger right all. now? Who do we who do we say is on the outskirts right now? It's a good topic. Um, for the men... Devin probably is the only one I could say because it seems like no one likes him. And so the moment they get an opportunity... Uh, I think Jay's fine. I would say Michi is probably in a bad spot. Because there were still... Um, how many people voted voted for Jay? There were still five people that voted for Jay. Um, Randomly, Michi voted for Jay. Michi, Nelson... Josh, Corey voted for Jay, and Amber M, of course. So I don't know. Yeah, he's probably fine. Really, let, let's focus on the women for next week because at this point it seems most likely that they'll be the ones that are... You would expect that, yes. Yeah, yeah certainly. Yeah, you'd assume that it's a woman's day. Uh I mean, Teresa didn't seem very pleased with where she was. So maybe the other side of that pair is well, who's in trouble. So do we think Gabby is... How are these rookies not like the ones on the chopping block, right? I think they will be. I think it's Amber M next week or it's going to be Amber... Uh, not the Amber, Amber M. Michi pairing does not seem like she'd have significant political capital. To me, that would be the easiest team to throw into elimination next week, whether it's a guys or a female elimination. Like, I feel like that is the team you throw in if you want to skull right now. And so I feel like it's almost a mortal lock that it will be Michi and Amber M. Because I also don't exactly see them winning the daily next week either. <laughs> no. The, the only thing you would counter with that is maybe if it's a super strong female who's in the power or somebody who's perceived as a super strong female in the power position that doesn't have a skull. So not Natalie, basically then the rest I of the just, house would be worried about just giving them a layup to take. That's a fair point. I, I, it just, yeah, the way the stars align for next week, I feel like next week's going to be a pretty paint by numbers toss in for the elimination. Like I just don't feel like on the female side, they have lots of options before they get into real conflict. And the the move that would make the least waves in the entire house would be Amber M and Michi. Yeah. 
That seems like it would be the obvious one, wouldn't it? At least for what does, we know like, right now. We've had one vote where it's been two would like the, the rookie who you would perceive would be the obvious one who's gone. And every every other time it it's been some veteran who's just on the outskirts of what's happening. Which makes me seem which makes me think that it, it'll be unlikely that it actually is them. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd have to put the like if you were setting the odds, you have to put them as the favorite, but it, it's you know, like a, a minus three hundred type or plus three hundred type thing. Mm. Cool. All do we right, have any other housekeeping? Yeah, let's do this listener email real quick. All right. Uh, this is from Chase. He says, hey, guys, really enjoying the week- weekly recaps on Double Agents. Keep it up. Now on to episode four. I really think tonight confirmed that Fessy's thought process is not long term. He's making dumb moves and burning a lot of bridges. For his sake, I hope he wins Double Agents. The next season he is on will have tons of heat. Also wonder what your quote of the episode is mine would be Amber M calling out Fessy's lack of game. And lastly, what do you all think for the college national championship? So I guess let's just do this one at a time. What did we think about Fessy? Fessy's moves? I think we covered that. I yeah, we covered we that, went over that, that pretty thoroughly. Second yeah. question. Uh, what do you think the quote of the episode is? There was a good one. I can't remember what it was. Um, I, I, I kind of like De- Devin trying to play up his and Tori's. Like, do we think they actually don't like each other? What, what do we think is going on there? I no, think, they're I, fine. I think they may like not want to be partners, but I think they're playing it up quite a bit. And they're definitely. They it, it almost seems like Devin is like trying to remind Tori to like stay in character anytime yes. he says anything. I agree. Uh, the thing that made me chuckle, quote wise, the whole time. Uh, was probably when the morning after the Jay Josh fight, Jay walks in and he goes, "Oh, you don't want? Yeah, Josh hates me now." <laughs> that didn't make me laugh. I was like, "Yeah, Josh hates me now." I was like, "Well, Josh hates everybody. It's fine. Everybody but Nani. Josh hates." The funniest thing from last season, I still thought was, or one of the funniest things was when, and it didn't come off for the people that didn't see the full version of the episode where D was pretty much erased and they turned it from a 90 minute to a 60 minute episode. But when Rogan actually like pulled the trigger and sent D in after Johnny asked for permission to be able to do it, like I made like an audible noise. Mm-hmm. Um, it okay. was a classic moment. Yeah. I don't know. There were a lot of the conversation between uh, Devin and Tori I thought was pretty funny the Lolo confessional where she talked about how Nam was acting like all the other relationships she had ever, ever been in where they say that they're uh, listening to her but they're, they're, they're obviously not because they're not doing what she wants I thought that was kind of funny um, might be why you're still single there sweetheart and then what do we think about the national championship I think Alabama wins do they cover I think the last time I looked, it was at seven points. So I think that's, I'd probably pick them to cover. Um, I think Jalen Waddle might actually play. Um, mm-hmm. Waddle's going to play, guys. and Ohio State's quarterback is supposedly hurting from the last game. So I, yeah, I, I think uh, Alabama covers, and I don't even think it's going to be that close. They just have such a big advantage in that they only played six games or seven at this point. Because how many mm-hmm. how many games has Alabama played? 
They played Leonard. their full slate, man. They played 13 games at this point. Are you sure? They played at least 10 in the regular season. They played the SEC championship, which would have been 11. And then they played in the football playoff, which was 12. So this would be game 13 for them. Yeah, you're right. They're 12-0. Ohio State's 7-0. You think they're going to cover? Yeah. I think Alabama's offense is too good. Uh, between Waddle, the wide receiver, Mac Jones is decent. Um, as he is the caliber of some of the recent Alabama quarterbacks, I don't think so. I think he's being overrated in the draft. But overall... Our Washington football has a very significant chance of ending up with him, it seems. I really hope it's Trask and not him, but that's another that's another that's another podcast. <laughs> but no, I think Alabama wins. Alabama covers as much as I despise both of these teams. Uh, you know, it's 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 just hard to bet against Alabama based on the way they played this year. Their talent overall is just so good. And Ohio State, let's be real. Other than playing last week against Clemson. They haven't really beaten anyone of any value except for Clemson. On this, uh, yeah, I think they win in cover too. Um, on this podcast that I used to listen to, they used to play a game called Saban Or, and the game was it's the number of national championships Nick Saban will win throughout the rest of his career or whatever. So, for example, one would be let let let's say that we're doing this after Monday, right? Uh, an example of one would be. Saban or Johnny Bananas challenge victories for the rest of his career. What would you take? I think I'd take Saban's Saban a pretty now. clear favorite in that one. I think Saban think? is is the clear favorite now. Yeah. Oh, How much yeah, longer do you I think, think he's yeah, going to coach? How much longer do you think Johnny's going to be doing seasons and have a decent amount of work? I know. Yeah, that's I why think I think we have close. a better chance. I don't think it's close. I think it's Saban. I, that 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 would be something I'd put actual money on. Yeah, I would too. And as much as I'm a huge fan of Johnny Bananas, I know he'll be back on the show. Um, but I think that that was his last win. What we saw. Yeah, I mean, if you, any, anybody on the challenge can run into the right can run into the right setup if they go back to a team format or something like that opens up a lot more lanes. But I still think Saban's a clear favorite. It's just so tough to win one. Um, do we have any update on? The Partridge, I guess we should tell everyone that. If you didn't listen to it, we released an episode at the beginning oh, of the week. Oh, for the OG, OG cast? Yeah, yeah. oh my god. I was going to ask if, um, yeah, so if you want to listen to what we think about the potential OG season, that's available. There have, has been a major addition to the cast for the likely to be oh, on. Oh god, I just saw it too. Trace, have Ooh, you seen it yet? Look at it. I'll hear Trace's live reaction. Well, it's a replacement, too, because Wes has been removed from the very likely. And, All right. Um, is this on Reddit or Vevmo? I'm looking at Vevmo. I assume it's on both. It's just harder to find on Reddit. Can okay, we just send it to on. you? Yeah, just send it to me so that way yeah, I can react to it. Uh, Big Easy replaced Wes on the, the likely cast ledger. Oh, well, I figured that. I figured that was coming. Really? I I was... So ready for them to cast Big Easy on this show, and it wasn't uh, I, I because don't it's him like on. it's a person that no one wants to see on the show other than them. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if if Big Easy's an OG, like oh god. But I'm not think, shocked. Do you think this is like a uh, producers type scenario where they're intentionally trying to make this not succeed so they never have to do it again and shut everyone up? 
No, I don't think that's that. <laughs> I think that they cast Big Easy because somebody's got to go home first. This is like, well, but he doesn't even get put in that office because he's so freaking big. It's but like, if we're doing, like major league where Cameron Diaz is trying to tank the team, so that if we if we do janky carnival game eliminations, then somebody gets to go home first. And what do you he mean would be major, a great, great person. What do you mean major league Cameron Diaz? That's where she's the owner, and she's trying to get the she's team. She's the to be owner. Bad. And, oh, you're talking about any given Sunday. Yeah. Oh wow, wow. Sorry, I'm mixing up movies. Who is the owner? You're of major very league? much. You're talking about the Cleveland Indians from Major League. Yeah, who is the would, owner of uh, Major League then? I don't oh, think she was a big name actress. Um, no, she was. I don't know if she is was. Really I, I, am, I, I greatly apologize for that. I, I am. Mixing that was a pretty it. egregious error because yeah, Cameron Diaz. I don't even think was making. I think she was probably in middle school when the first major league came out. That's <laughs> uh, Margaret Witten. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. Rest in peace. Indeed, I think that's a great spot to end right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, like we said at the top of the podcast, you can if you have any listener emails, you can reach us at the challenge chronicles at gmail.com. Uh, if you could leave a rating for us on iTunes, that'd be great. It helps people find the show. If you're listening to us on or watching us on Pat Mayo's YouTube channel, feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify to be able to get us in podcast form. And we'll be back to talk to you again next week. I don't think we'll have another special episode before then. So it'll probably be next Wednesday or Thursday after episode five. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.